Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Ah, will the abortion ruling come today? Does it change anything in your life, honestly, at this moment in time? If you're older, probably not. Everybody's like, well, we want to make sure that we have a choice. And uh, I think we can all agree uh, to some extent. But uh, it is interesting, right, that they, hey, we're going to move the... This thing that we have been planning for months because we've got some tef- technical difficulties. It's found that to be interesting. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Woke Wednesday. A lot of woke stuff to get to. Uh, let me tell you something. Everybody in politics plans for, well, the election. What election? Exactly. Any election. Doesn't matter. That's all they do. Remember, when you get the job, your only job is not to serve the people. It's not to do the right thing. It's not to work hard in, in D.C. or your state capital to try to bring back jobs and, 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 and stuff back to your district, to your state. No, 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 no. Your job is to get reelected. That's it. Raise money, get reelected. Raise money, get reelected. And if you have time, do some stuff for the people. But that's only after you've raised money, reelected. And even before that, go out and try to help somebody else who may be in a situation where they need to, quote, unquote, get reelected as well. That's all it's about. But it's the economy, stupid. The end of the day, the economy will, will, will play the biggest role. Not how good you are as a politician, not whether or not you did the right thing in a situation. The thing that will matter and will help you more than anything else get reelected is if your team is in the position where the economy is doing great, the chances are, unless you've done something absolutely insane, you're going to get reelected. On the other side of it, flip the coin and down it comes. If your side is in power and you guys are struggling in every way, shape, or form when it comes to the economy, and no matter how much you spend it, no matter how much you kick the can down the road and say it was somebody else's thing or we'll fix it tomorrow, the reality is simply this. You're going to pay the price, even if you've done the right thing and you've been good. The White House knows this is a top issue for voters. They are well aware that this could very easily threaten his agenda and, frankly, threaten his party's chances in the midterms come November. There's been a steady drumbeat. We've been talking about this for months from Republicans who have been really looking to cast this as Biden's price hike. Well, it's because it is Biden's price hike. I can't blame everything on Biden. And if you think that you can, you're fooling yourself. Did the pooter play a part in the, the, the this nightmare? Absolutely he did. 110%. There is no doubt about it. But is his part as big as they're trying to make it? No. They're trying to make him the villain for everything. Who was the second gunman on the grassy knoll? Well, it might have been Putin. So that's a bad example. But let's just say <laughs> it feels like that could have been him. All that being said, he has tried to cast this as anything but his moves. He was handed a tough situation because we were in the midst of a nightmare when it came to COVID and the, re- the restrictions that some states had put on, some countries had put on. That, that All of that played a part in it. But the amount of money that they spent, the amount of waste that's out there is just insane it's insane it has i mean we we 
This right here is everything you need to say about just being delusional or hoping people are not very sharp. And by the way, Republicans like to portray me as some kind of big spender. We have spent a lot of money. But let's compare the facts. Under my predecessor, the deficit exploded, rising every single year. And all the benefit going to the top 1%, basically. Under my plan, last year, we cut the deficit by $350 billion. Doing all this. Yeah. Well, let's go back to yesterday, right? Scarborough. Joe Scarborough. Talking about something when it comes to what if. My God, I just wonder what would have happened if progressives had gotten their $6 trillion wish earlier this year. Yeah, in an ironic way, you almost have to thank Joe Manchin for blocking that because $6.5 trillion of spending in this economy would make these numbers look small. You cut the deficit because you didn't get what you wanted. You cut the deficit because two people said, nah. You cut the deficit not because you wanted to, but because you didn't get what you wanted. The spin in politics is insane. But my God, we are in a... This right here says so much about all that's going on right now. The inflation, the nightmare that is is coming. And by the way, we're in a bear market. But why do you call it a bear market? So we're down 20% from where the highs were. So that's not good. And two of the three, probably going to be three of the three by the end of the day. But bulls do what? Bulls charge, bears hibernate. It's kind of the way they, they, they look at it. Bulls charge, bears hibernate. That's kind of where they put this. But this is very interesting. So mortgage rates are going up. Okay, so mortgage rates heading on up. You're looking around. A lot of you out there are in a position where, you know what, you're like, you're bummed. You didn't get in on a house, and you're paying, and you're seeing your rent go up. Uh, and you don't know what to do. But when I was looking at mortgage rates, and I, and I work with a local company out here, and it is, man, I'll tell you what, the amount of money that, you lost as far as what you could purchase housewise because of rates is insane. The 30-year fixed rate mortgage average has gone from 3% to now above 6%, meaning if you were to buy a home at the start of this year and were able to afford a home at $450,000 in January, the monthly payments on that home would be the equivalent of the monthly payments on a home today of $316,000 with interest rates rising. You lost, what, $134,000, something like that, on what you could afford, which is what they want, right? They want to do that. They want to slow the economy down. Frustration is through. I, 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 look, for all the January 6th, for all the abortion, for all the other stuff that's out there and people are talking about, even the guns, and we'll touch on that a little bit later, for all of those things, the thing I'm asked the most every single day is inflation, inflation, inflation. Because you can't escape it. 
And to go out there and say, oh, man, I cut the deficit. You cut the deficit because you couldn't get what you wanted. You cut the deficit not because you were consciously trying to do it, but because other people said no. It's the economy, stupid. They're going to pay a price. They're going to pay a price. They are. Oh, Biden, continue, sir. More Americans applied for new small businesses last year than ever before in American history. Jobs and companies are coming home again. Since I took office, families are carrying less debt nationwide. They have more savings nationwide. Now, when you handed out money, and Trump handed out money too, look, you had to do the first one if you were going to shut everybody down. You didn't need to do the second one, but you know what? Everybody wants to have their piece of we're giving stuff out. The third one was hell no. We should never have done it, and especially at that size. People had money. Those savings are gone. We're carrying more debt now. Go look at the credit card debts over the last two months. That So, you know, we've got March and April. We'll have May soon. On how The, the two biggest times in history as far as what people are carrying on their credit cards were the last two months. Because you're having to finance a side of bacon. <laughs> it's here. Understand that it's here. So for all the other noise out there, here's the reality. We live in a world of economics, whether you want to believe that or not. You and I, every day, participate in the economy. From the person on the street who's asking you for money, is participating in the economy because they need somebody to help them give them money. All the way up. And we're feeling it. We're feeling it every day. And it's not going to get any better anytime soon. That's the sad thing. Because there's so many issues that are out of our hands globally that we, 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 we just don't, there's only so much we can control. So while the Fed jacked the pooch two years ago, they should have been raising rates under Trump. Now we're in a position where they're doing it, and they're doing it at a fast, fast rate of speed. And I'm telling you, the nightmare that came with the housing debacle in 2008, I'm looking at, I'm thinking, this could be the credit card situation. Well, that bubble's going to burst. Because people are going to carry so much debt trying to survive if they've seen things go through the roof, especially rent. One of the things we never talk about, cars and rent. But rent, especially in other parts of the country, where I am right now, our renting market, our rental market is through the roof. We have people call on a daily basis and say, yeah, I was paying 1200 bucks for a two-bedroom. My, you know, uh, Now it's $1,800. Somebody called us the other day and said, yeah, uh, my, my landlord said uh, they're going to raise the rent. It was $2,000. they are raising it to $3,500. Because they know they can get it. Austin, places like that where there's a boom going on. Too many people, not enough homes. 323-538-2423. At Chad Menton shows your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Omaha Steaks, here's what's not going up. The price of amazing steaks and incredible meat from Omaha Steaks. The Dads Want Steaks package. Now is the time to get it. It is great. Still time for Father's Day. Get a little grill on with your dad. I used to love to barbecue with my dad 
It was awesome. I do it now with my kids all the time. Charlie and I love it. Jack loves it. It's great. I do it with my, 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 my stepkids. It's awesome. We swim, we barbecue, we have fun. And we've gone through two packages of Omaha steaks. And that includes the filet mignons wrapped in bacon. The uh, caramel apple tartlets is the sweetness. You've got the air-chilled chicken breasts, which are delicious, and the jumbo franks. But on top of that, when you go to omahasteaks.com in the, in, the, in the search bar, you type in Benson, you're going to get in the Dad's Want Steaks package an extra eight burgers, which are incredible. And unlike those burgers you buy at the store and you put them on the grill and they shrink, there's no shrinkage, Jerry. That's what we're saying. 100% money back guarantee. Dad will love these. What are you waiting for? See, Dad's Want Steaks package. Go to omahasteaks.com. OmahaSteaks.com. Search bar, type Benson in at OmahaSteaks.com. Keyword Benson. 100% money back guarantee. Eight free big burgers as well. Chad Benson Show. Get over it. It's time to forge a new path with your very own political cartographer, Chad. Five-term Congressman Tom Rice just became the first House Republican who voted to impeach Trump to lose a primary. In an exclusive interview with ABC News ahead of primary election night, Rice defended his vote saying, quote, I did it then and I would do it again tomorrow. Elsewhere in the state, Representative Nancy Mace, who blamed Trump for the Capitol riot, fended off a Trump-backed challenger. So Trump went kind of uh, 50-50 last night. And I think you're going to get a lot of that. You know, there's 10 that voted to impeach Trump. I think, you know, obviously Liz Cheney being the highest profile. Kinsinger's not running again. Liz Cheney's probably going to lose. Uh, you know, it is, it's a sad situation that that's where we are, that you think you're doing the right thing. Uh, and... You know, especially considering many of these people that are, you know, defenders of Trump right now, the Kevin McCarthy's of the world, were also people in the moment who were talking about, should we invoke the 25th? Should we do this? Should we do that? So it's it's politics and it sucks. But that's where we are, right? I mean, that you know, you wonder why we don't get anything done, because in the day and age that we live now, you have to turn and basically look to not your constituents, the people that are, quote, unquote, in the same party you are, the people that are fundraisers, and potentially somebody who has a loud enough voice on the social media world that can come after you. And that's sad. It is. It's sad. That's why. So it's like you, people wonder why we don't get anything done. I mean, so many people I know when I talk to politicians, and I talk to a few, I rarely have politicians on any of my shows. I don't like to. Uh, we've invited more than enough through the years. And, eh, you know, it's, it's, it's mm, you just sit there and go, because they always give you the stat answers. They're boring. Very few of them are, they're so guarded anymore. But you're going to find that, you know, you're going to have more than a few that are going to pay the price for doing that. And I think they're going to double down on it. Uh, and you're also going to find that Trump's reach for some of these places isn't going to be as big as he thought. And I think a lot of people are looking at uh, 
that in the Republican Party. If, you know, and like he's, what was it, Roy Moore, right? Like he's already, he endorsed him, then he took away his endorsement and threw it to his competitor because Roy sucked and he wasn't going, he was going, uh, you know, woke. Well, what did he say that made him go woke? Oh, he said, uh, look, we got to live in the now and we've got to think about moving forward. You're like, what? Like that's woke? So, and, and you weren't doing very well. So I had to send it to, I had to give my stuff to the, to the front runner over here. You're like, okay. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson shows your Twitter, tweet at us, text the program. A lot of stuff to get to. A man, a poor dude in California. Oh my lord! It was a mistake. It was a gas station glitch turning into a gift for drivers and a goodbye for this station manager, now seeking a new job. I'm going to talk about that. That was horrible. Like, I went to school for that, by the way. Just want to let you know. There was some sort of major college, you know. Got himself a degree in broadcasting and journalism, and then he did that. <laughs> let you guys know that. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Uh, immigration. Let's talk about the disaster that is immigration as well. And it is a disaster, and it's about to get worse. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Is your Twitter, Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. You know, I can't blame everything uh, 100% on Biden when it comes to inflation. I give him a 70% on most things because of the way that, you know, from the printing of the money to wanting to print more money to the going after all of the, you know, uh, you name it when it comes to energy, if it's not green energy, to uh, you know, just just a lot of poor movements, his, his administration. I mean, there's a lot that land right at his feet, and he can spin it, he can blame it, he can come out and, and, and say, oh, the Republicans are coming and they're going to destroy you. Social Security, not a joke. Social Security, Medicare. Medicaid. It's not a joke. Think about that. Social Security. You paid for your whole life. Not a joke. Really, ask yourself, how are you going to sleep at night knowing that every five years, Ted Cruz and the other ultra-MAGA Republicans are going to vote on whether you'll have Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid? Not a joke. Uh, shut, shut up. That's, that's, that is the biggest bunch of, he would like to say, malarkey. It's never could happen. By the way, like the Republicans will be thrown out in minutes, just like if the Democrats came in and said, we're going to get rid of the military. Bye. <laughs> this is so stupid. The ultra mega. Sounds like a condom. 
So he can spin everything he wants. A good portion of this lands at his feet. And being the guy, and you're 16 months into this thing now, you're the guy. You're the dude. You're 18 months into it now. You're, you're it. You're it. You're it. This is it. It's yours. You got to own it. You said you wanted to be it. Something, though, I can say unequivocally 100%. 100%. That is his issue. That is his fault that lands at his feet. Period. Case closed. End of story is the border. The United States of America has lost operational control of our own southern border. And that comes from several chief patrol agents I've talked to. One chief patrol agent used the term broken arrow. He says we cannot contain what's coming across the border. Since Joe Biden become president, over 750,000 people have crossed the border, weren't arrested. How do we know that? Camera traffic drone traffic, sensor traffic that Border Patrol couldn't respond to because they're too busy making baby formula and changing diapers with the family groups. They've got baby formula? Tom Holman, if I think, and I'm going to say this, right, if he was a little better spoken, feels kind of got that Chris Farley vibe, you know? You know, it's, it's down by the river, you know, just kind of. He's right, though. And this is 100% on Biden. This is 100% at his feet. This is 100% his issue. This is not the last guy. Even the guy before that, of which he was the vice president. And at times people called the great deporter in chief. This is him. He rang the dinner bell. I always got to do this. Go back to that night, second debate, Biden on stage talking immigration. Within 100 days, I'm going to send to the United States Congress a pathway to citizenship for over 11 million undocumented people. And all of those so-called dreamers, those DACA kids, they're going to be immediately certified again to be able to stay in this country and put on a path to citizenship. DACA. We've talked about that. And to, to show you how serious that Schumer and everybody was, remember, Trump offered double DACA recipients to get his wall. They thought they had a deal, but Nancy and, and Chucky killed it. The debacle at the border is his, his alone. He owns that 100%. Laid out by then-President Obama 10 years ago today, the premise of DACA, the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program, was simple. If your parents brought you here as a child, you've been here for five years, and you're willing to go to college or serve in our military, you can one day earn your citizenship. More than 800,000 people have signed up for DACA in the decades since. Obama has issued a statement urging Congress now to create a, quote, common-sense immigration system. Yeah, and there's no common sense going on right now when it comes to this. Like I said, I can't blame everything inflation-wise on him. There's a lot of factors in that, and he has definitely ramped it up and put it on steroids. Go look around the globe. While everybody else is suffering from inflation, nobody in the modernized world is suffering the way that we are. And remember, he didn't get what he wanted. There could have been another $6 trillion out there. Oh, my Lord, what would that look like? 
But with immigration, this lands at his feet. With immigration, this is all his. He owns it. Our borders are wide open. Our men and women are overworked. And it's going to get uglier. The Border Patrol chiefs themselves have said they no longer control their southern border. The criminal cartels in Mexico control it, and Joe Biden and this administration gave it to them. This is 100% by design. You know, I wrote an op-ed two years ago next month saying if Joe Biden became president, we would lose the border because of all promises he made. This is intentional. He made all these promises, put a moratorium on deportation, shut down immigration detention, award amnesty, give free health care. He knew exactly what he was doing. He promised open borders. Yeah, he knew, and he did. Well, he didn't promise open borders. I love when they say, it's not open borders. Okay, if it's not open borders, what is it? So we're not enforcing the law, even when the law gets upheld in court after court. We don't seem to have a plan. We're continuing to release people into this country. I, I, I Tell me what it is that this is or isn't. Because you say it's not open borders, but I look around and I've got friends who are on the left side of the aisle and goes, feels like it's open borders. Like, I didn't think it would get like this. You wonder why people don't trust government. And, and here's a perfect example. When we talk about gun legislation, the one thing we never talk about is enforcement. Yes, we need gun some gun reform, I say, especially when it comes, I think, to younger men or women owning a certain type of gun. Somebody said to me yesterday, uh, you know, uh, the their car. You, I said something about a license. Uh, I guess, you know, you don't uh, a license to drive a car is not in the Constitution. This is. Uh, look there. Go look at some of the great conservatives. Scalia said there are limits. Scalia. But gun legislation is a perfect example of we can go through, we could come up with the perfect plan where a vast majority agree. And what will happen is people won't enforce it. You'll get places and you'll get cities and you'll get states where they're overreach or they won't enforce it all. And then what do you have? You have nothing. You have something on a piece of paper that doesn't get enforced. Immigration's the same way. No matter how good it is, if you don't enforce the damn thing, it doesn't work. And I don't even know what our plan is at the border. I don't even know what our laws are anymore because, well, nobody seems to follow them. Such a joke. It really is. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. And you know what? We should be frustrated. Yesterday, somebody at work said, why are people so afraid of immigrants? I said, y- you, that's the talking point of the left. Oh, they're afraid of it. No, they're not. They're not afraid of immigrants. They took our jobs. No, there's more than enough jobs. Here's what people want. We've got a law, right? Yeah, okay. Can we just not follow the law? Yeah, but that's because you're afraid of it. No, that's because it's the law. We can't pick and choose. Oh, there's some idiots out there that are like, oh, my God, here comes the brown person. Yeah, there probably is. But the thought process of that that's all that people are scared. I have news for you. We've got a border that is broken, and we have somebody in the White House who's doing zero about it and allowing it to continue to happen. 
and the laws that are in place, no matter how many times he challenged them in court, he continues to lose. And, well, that's the, well, what? It's ridiculous. It is. What's the use of having it if you're not going to follow it? 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. Man, it's frustrating. I'll tell you that. We do a little wokeness coming up here in a bit. Uh, just know this. There's some issues still going on in a place called Russia. That is going to get much, much worse, I think, before it gets better. And if you're not paying any attention to it, because we have a very short attention span, uh, we got a lot going on in life, and we can move from point A to point B rather fast. They're getting their asses kicked right now. The Ukrainians are getting, they're getting pushed back. They're getting thumped. Uh, Putin's not even, it's, he's not even pretending anymore. They're no longer, they've already denazified the country now. Now it's about, as my clients talks about all the time, it's about a land grab. It's old style war that, hey, on this map, this used to be ours. We're taking what's ours and you can't stop us. Russia's war against Ukraine is posing the biggest threat to Euro-Atlantic uh, security in decades. Yeah, Jens Stoltenberg, head of NATO right there. And they're making some other noises by some of the things that they're doing with they're moving their ships and what they're doing. Yeah, so this is still an ugly situation with the potential to get even uglier in the future. And uh, you're, you're, you're getting more and more Ukrainians who are coming out asking, where's the stuff? We need the stuff. Ukrainians had never been asking to come fight for us, but we've been asking to give us more support in weapons, the financial support to buy these weapons so we can defeat Putin and stop him in Ukraine so he doesn't go further in Europe. Yeah. And when you've got a guy like Putin who's looking around, and saying, you know, uh, we're going to denazify, we're going to do this. He compared himself, I think, the other day to Alexander the Great. He, if we think he's going to stop there, we're, we're fooling ourselves. But Ukraine only can do so much. Every day they survive, it's a win for them. All of that being said, eventually they're going to run out of people. That's just the truth. They're going to run out of, and, and I don't mean like oh, all every Ukrainian's dead. They're just going to run out of people who can fight. Because he's willing to lose 300 to your 100 to take that thing that he wants. Because they're just a statistic. Something to think about. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter tweet at us. Calibrate, calibrate, calibrate. Losing weight? Fantastic. Struggle with it? Who hasn't? It's the best thing to do. You've tried everything. Try Calibrate. Calibrate's awesome. It's FDA-approved medication. Right? You're going to get a one-on-one doctor visit via video. Then you're going to have an amazing app coaches to work with calibrate they're going to make lifestyle changes and you're going to watch your metabolism reset and when you start to lose weight you'll continue to do so on average calibrates earliest members are down about 20 percent of their body weight how do they do it lifestyle changes that are real and sustainable and and i love this the fda approved medication fda approved medication fits into anybody's lifestyle Right now, I want you to try it. Save $50 on a one-year metabolic reset. Go to JoinCalibrate.com. Use code CHAD. JoinCalibrate.com. Code CHAD. JoinCalibrate.com. 
code CHAD. Chad Benson Show. If you're part of the politically exhausted majority, don't fear. Your time to be validated and rejuvenated is here. It's the Chad Benson Show. So how did it happen? Well, it was a mistake that I did, you know. John Cezina is the gas station manager making a mea culpa. And I thought, this is a nightmare. After he gave hundreds of drivers an opportunity to save thousands of dollars on premium grade gasoline. Yeah, no, no. Guy, California, screwed up. Screwed up on the gas. Should have been 696 or 669. Eh, it wasn't that much. And I put all three prices on there, except the diesel. But the last one kind of didn't go, you know, right. Cezina accidentally put a decimal in the wrong spot and began selling the $6.99 gas for just 69 cents. No, it wasn't. It wasn't good. And the sad thing is people started posting. People started doing stuff. They showed up. That, what's that say about us as human beings? We ain't playing today. People started posting the low price on social media and calling friends and family. The lines formed fast to guzzle it up. What's your feeling for that? Well, I would have done the same thing. Bunch of losers. He's fired. They want 16 grand from him. They may sue. Sad. He started to go fund me. A mistake. Man, though, it's a big mistake, I'll tell you that. We live in an amazing world, people. I'll tell you that every single week. It is a place where people are pissed off because there's nothing to be pissed off about, so they make stuff up. And in many ways, being enlightened means you have to be woke. This support group is for people who are so woke, they're finding it impossible to have any fun at all. It's that time of the week where we break it down for you and get you woke. Okay, everyone, welcome. Are you ready? Well, I try, but I find it deeply problematic. Now, I've actually always wanted to try a cheeky little taste of acting better than someone due to something arbitrary. You can try the patronizing special. I think fine, it's pronounced patronizing. It's time for Woke Wednesday. It is Pride Month. Be pride. Fly whatever flag you feel you need to be, but don't include me in your insanity of whatever it is that you think you are. I think at like 10, I knew that I, I think at 10, but I wasn't like, I wasn't clear on my gender. Yeah, I I think it, it was around like 10 as well when I, st- I started questioning if I was bi. And then since then it was kind of like a, a slippery slope because I kept, I was like, Am I bi, omni, lesbian? And then I, I kind of like came to the point, and then now recently I've been like, am I pan? But then I like, I think now I'm starting to realize that I'm queer. But yeah, it was, it started around ten. What? What? What are you? Uh, I don't know. She doesn't know. He doesn't know. Whoever is. By the way, for all of the uh, personalities you have, none of them know. I am genderqueer, transmask, and queer. What's transmask? Transmask is like people under the non-binary umbrella identifying like or presenting mask. Masculine? Yeah. It wasn't like fully formed, but I guess like that's when I realized, wait, that's a possibility. What about you? Um, I'm trans and uh, un- my sexuality is unlabeled. Um, I use he, him pronouns. 
You don't know what you are either. I love these people, though. These people rule because they're just like, what? Tell us what you guys identify as. We're asking everyone here Gay, today. Cis, uh, what is it? Cisgender male. There we go. I don't know. Gender neutral or gender fluid. I think that's what they said. I don't know. I'm confused. He, her, it. I feel like, honestly, honestly, it should not be a bad thing. I'm like, well, in the grammar of things, how would you want to represent yourself? I was like, I mean, I guess it. Because it's like, you're you're it. Like, it shouldn't be a bad name. It should just be own. Um, pronouns are he, him. Sometimes you stay. I don't give a shit. I like that last one. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Share Twitter. A little Woke Wednesday for you kids. It's the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. That's that party, people. Happy Wednesday. Get you over the hump. We're just talking about the monkeypox. They're going to rename it. This is Woke Wednesday. We joke about being woke. But they're, they're worried about the stigma. Right? The stigma of the monkeypox. I'm like, well, wait, wait. What do you mean the stigma of the monkeypox? Well, you know, no, tell us. No, this is what I always want to tell us. What are you thinking? Tell us. Tell tell me. Tell me. Tell me. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Well, you know, the stigma. No, 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 no. I don't know. Tell me what you're thinking. Well, the stigma of no, 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 no. The stigma of what? That we're going to be mad at monkeys? No, because there's a stigma. No, 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 no. What's what? What, what do you mean? There's race implied. Well, who's implying race? I'm curious. Well, because in the past, no, you're doing this because you feel that, what, somebody who's woke, who's probably not a person of color, feels that they have to get rid of the monkeypox label because of racism. You have nothing else to do. You've got nothing else going on. There's nothing in the world you guys can... You're, you're sitting around naming something different because you feel that it's racist. And nobody was thinking about that but you. My God, how stupid is that? We have to get rid of the name. Why? Well, people think black people are going to give it to you. What? Who? 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 Who thought that? Talk about racism. My God, that is, that's racism right there. It's just screaming. You're thinking about it, obviously. And by the way, people say, why is it called the monkey box? Because back in the 70s, it's very similar to chicken pox. A, a group of monkeys in Africa, I think it was the Democratic Republic of the Congo, got these pox. That's it. It mostly comes, you know, people say from rats and stuff, but... It's just the ridiculousness of the whole thing. It's so absolutely stupid. I expect nothing less, though, from places like the World Health Organization 
Anything usually with letters in it that's not a sport is usually crap. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Inflation, er High inflation is is starting to catch up with consumers. Consumer spending has been so strong. In April, it was up nearly 1%. Now, last month, down three-tenths of a percent. That means that higher gas prices, higher grocery prices, really now starting to take a bite out of household budgets. And we're seeing more people now dip into their savings to go out and make everyday purchases. Hmm. Dipping into their savings. Realistically, is that something that people could do? No way. Are you kidding me? Yeah, dipping into the savings. We've never been in a better situation, right? We've got more savings in the history of ever before, except for once that free money went away, people's savings started to dry up. When things got more expensive, they started to spend all their money. Once that money went away, they started putting on their credit cards. Holy mother of goodness. Not good. Not good. More Americans applied for new small businesses last year than ever before in American history. Jobs and companies are coming home again. Since I took office, families are carrying less debt nationwide. They have more savings nationwide. Thank God, right? Because it's all going away. Look, we're in a really weird and bizarre and yet interesting time. Low unemployment, inflation is going up, up and away, and it feels like it's getting away faster than the Fed can deal with it. Yet some people are flush with cash. Other people are living paycheck to paycheck, and that paycheck now is, instead of being, it was paycheck to paycheck, or I was able to put a little away, now it's two of my paychecks don't cover everything. It's weird. It's a weird time. It's the economy, stupid. We've talked about that over and over and over again. But it's going up. And people are looking around trying to figure out exactly what to do. One thing's for sure, that we have a midterm. What happens in midterms? Normally, we look and say, if one power, uh, one party has the majority of the power, or all the power, we say, that's ah, too much power. But this is different. They're looking at one side of the aisle right now saying, oh, my God, this is a nightmare, and you guys are probably going to pay the price. The White House knows this is a top issue for voters. They are well aware that this could very easily threaten his agenda and, frankly, threaten his party's chances in the midterms come November. There's been a steady drumbeat. We've been talking about this for months from Republicans who have been really looking to cast this as Biden's price hike. He could talk about Putin, and Putin plays a role in it. But the economy, stupid, and the price hikes, well, they're landing at your door. You can't start a war as you have on things like coal and fossil fuels. And then when things go south and there's a pinch in all of those things, and why do I say coal? If you go to the middle of the country, they're experiencing things they never experienced before, which is there is a shortage of coal. Their electricity, they're going to start feeling what people, especially in Southern California and throughout parts of, of the West, rolling blackouts. Not because of, well, the nightmare that they go through at times when giant tornadoes roll through. No, no, no. So much of this is self-inflicted. He's having to go to Saudi Arabia next month and talk to a person he doesn't want to talk to. Look, I don't blame him. 
I don't blame him at all. I get it. It's weird. You know, in this world that we live in, eh, Saudi Arabia, they have uh, the human rights are, are piss poor at best. I mean, you know, they rank up there, right? Like they got all the stuff, right? They got the Ferraris, the Rolexes, the beautiful world that they live in, the private planes and all that stuff. Yet there is a portion of society, in particular women, but a lot of other people who are absolutely not just second class citizens. They are no citizens. They are just a being that's around them who are treated awfully. That's that's real. But he's having to go there because leaders have to go do things that are uncomfortable at times of need. And the American people need some relief. Now, can OPEC provide that? Can Saudi Arabia provide that? It's a possibility. And I know what his he's thinking is, if I go there and I do something that I don't want to do. Which is meet with a person who ordered the killing. Of the most important journalist and voice arguably in the middle east and i get nothing out of it man what a clown all that being said he looks over at iran and he's trying to negotiate a deal where they know now they could break out in zero days and make a nuclear weapon and we're still selling weapons to the saudis because should that ever occur where they get a nuclear weapon the saudis will be our allies in that situation in more ways than they are now Sucks. Sucks. A lot of horrible decisions you have to make. But part of being a leader is making really tough decisions in times like this. That's what makes you a leader. When times are great, it's easy to lead. It's when times are... We don't watch movies and and, and go look at history and go, well, that guy was a great leader because everything went his way. No. You watch and you think, man, the chips were down... Things sucked. It looked like it wasn't going to go their way. And yet, at the same time, he rallied. She rallied. They did whatever they had to do. And they got over whatever obstacle was in their way. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. We'll have some wokeness later, as we always do. Some immigration as well. And a very interesting article uh, that was in the New York Post. Written by a black man. You know, and about, in many ways, uh, going after black liberal elites. And it's it's a very interesting article about, hey, look, you know what? I am not going to be a victim of this this white quote unquote supremacy that everybody tells me I have to look for everywhere because I don't buy it. And this is not some guy that's coming from a highfalutin kind of life and he talks about his troubles and it is very interesting what he said talk about that got a little what's trending coming up as well we know that that playing that sounder oh uh, really annoys somebody so we're definitely maybe we'll play it twice today i don't know three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at chad benson show uh is your twitter tweet at us text the program presidential election project you know they're supposed to have hearings today those were canceled Move to another day, but presidential election project is, it's it's, it is all of what we're seeing right now, the battle that's going on in the January sixth hearings. Why? 
because we don't have a true outline when it comes to things like our electoral college process, when it comes to something like Mike Pence. He's vice president. People wanted to push him into doing something that he couldn't do, or could he? It's very vague. Too many ambiguities. we got to get rid of those. Ambiguities, get rid of these things. We want clarity, and that's what Presidential Election Project wants to do. They want to show everybody, look, this, this, this thing can't go this way. The position itself should be ceremonial. It should be outlined, and this is what it should be. We don't need somebody making arbitrary. What if Kamala Harris decides, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll make some decisions. No. States should do their jobs in a timely manner, deciding the election results. Congress then should respect each state, and the role of the vice president should be made clear the position is ceremonial and is not tasked with determining any outcome of the elections. Get all of the updates, see all the great work they're doing, how they're following Congress, and they're pushing this forward for revamping this. Go to presidentialelectionproject.com and sign up today. Presidentialelectionproject.com. Presidentialelectionproject.com. Chad Benson Show. Let the Washington Beltway strangle you. This is where the exhausted majority comes to refuel, realign, and reevaluate. This is Chad Benson. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Liftoff. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? Let us take and find out what's trending Brittany Griner's trending Griner's agent calls on Biden to do whatever it takes to get Brittany out didn't we just free a Brittany oh another Brittany this is a, this is a different Brittany I don't think that's very nice Chad uh I look at this and I think to myself, self, I don't know what you expect him to do. This is a game that's being played. It's government. Uh, They're going to hold on to her for as long as they can. And the more noise you make about it, the more they're apt to hold on to her. It's going to play itself out in the court of the public world rather than an actual court. And they may want to actually get a conviction and then try to swap her. El Salvador, USA last night, CONCACAF Nations League, number one search thing yesterday, along with several other soccer games, politics, lots of primaries going on yesterday as well. Head on over to the magic that is Twitter and watch everybody fight for who knows what else that they're fighting for. Everything, Chad. Everything. Everything. Howard Stern slams Mickelson for being a sellout for joining the Saudi back golf league. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, I'm looking at, I mean, God, some of this stuff is just inflation, inflation, inflation. It's just mortgage rates. And God, the if you were to buy a house at the beginning of the year where rates were, you could afford the medium price home, uh, 450 grand now where rates are that same money would get you a house for like 330 ish she looks like a a, just a gank of cash (laughs) it's nuts 
And housing prices aren't going anywhere because a lot of people have cash. They've sold their house and they've got cash. They've sold their house in a bigger city. They're coming to another place and they're rolling in and they've got money. And they're not looking to take out a mortgage. So whether it's 10%, 2 percent, 100%, they don't care. They're buying cash. Hey, hey, here it is. I'm buying it. Frustration, huh? Frustration indeed. Mm, indeed. You know, the thing with Phil Mickelson and, you know, Stern comes out and hammers him. Look, first of all, Howard, you're nobody to talk as if you're some sort of saint. So let's just settle down. You made a living by making people do horrific things, some of them special. And it, it, it's your, your, your pious attitude is, is, is a bit much. Secondly, I, it's not the first, right? You know, as sports league, I mean, you know, you got the USFL going on now. They've tried that a bunch of times. You got, uh, you know, the, the WNBA had the ABA, the NHL had the WHL. Uh, the difference here is, you know, how far are the Saudis willing to go? And the second thing, and this is, I think, very important for people to understand, is you go and look at this, and we now live in a world where we want to go, oh, they're bad people. They're bad, you know, uh, they're bad this or they're bad that. And and we were just talking about it. Man, Biden's got to make a choice. He's going to have to go over there, and he's going to have to see people he doesn't want to hang out with, people he doesn't want to be uh, have anything to do with, people that, quite frankly, he wants to make sure that they're par- pariah because of what they've done and their human rights. I get that. I think we all do. Go look at those planes that flew into the Twin Towers. But the beauty of our country is you've got choices. And they were given tons of opportunity to make money. Now, for Phil Mickelson, it damages his legacy in some cases, I think. But Phil's done so much for the sport outside of Tiger. I don't think there's anybody who's done as much for the sport in the last two or three decades as Phil Mickelson. If I'm a mid-level PGA Tour player and I've got a good life, but somebody comes and offers me $50 million and I won't make that in 10 years on the PGA Tour, maybe my lifetime, that's a hard thing to turn down. That is. So I see why some do it. I mean, they offered Tiger, from what everybody understands, a billion dollars. Now, he's got a billion. Still, a billion's a lot of money. Fifty million's a lot of money. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Text the program, tweet at us. I'm always amazed, like, again, the anger that people have in this country, and they always want to blame somebody else, uh, is is always very interesting. I'm going to blame this side. i got to blame that side. And sometimes, you know what, you're at fault for something. 
Right? Sometimes you made a mistake. Your fault. There's nothing to do. This was your fault. And other times, you're partially at fault. You know, I get a lot of people on the on the left say, "Why do you why why are you so hard on on Biden?" I don't think Biden's a bad human being. I think Biden is a corporatist Democrat who is trying. I don't know what he's trying to do. I don't think he does. I think he's he's stuck. You know, Biden's always been one of those guys who was never the guy. Sometimes in life, people can be the guy, right? They can be the they can be the person where like it's it, 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 they're fine being that person, right? The champ. They're fine being chased. They're fine being the leader. Sometimes people like to come from behind. Some people are never comfortable in that situation. I love golf because you get to see who's nervous or not. You know, the other day I was watching uh, uh, the the World Cup qualifier. It was the the last teams to get in. So it was uh, from our region. It was Costa Rica. They played New Zealand. It went to a penalty shootout. The guy that took the last kick on the way up, to take the penalty, I looked, I texted my friend and said, that dude is terrified. He's so missing. He didn't want to be there. He wouldn't be anywhere else but there. Biden's thinking that today. I want to be anywhere else but here at this moment in time. But here's the thing. As a leader in the position that he ends, is in he can influence, he can do things. The problem is, the things that he has done, and this is where Biden and my criticism comes, the things that he has done over and over again have failed to do anything, but in many cases go the exact opposite direction. They have just collapsed. People are asking the question about inflation. When are we going to stop? Are we going to stop? Is it possible to stop? We're spending money, but we're not spending money. What in God's name are we doing? How are we going to get out of this mess. And then there's the big R word that's hanging out there. A lot of Wall Street firms, a lot of economists now say as the Fed gets more aggressive with these interest rate hikes, the possibility of a recession is continuing to rise. Those who are calling for recession, not everybody is, and it's not a foregone conclusion, but if it happens, they believe it will be mild and it will not last very long. Hmm. Mild did not last very long. I'd take that right now, I think, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you take that at this point in time? Yeah. You, 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 I think there'd be no doubt. But what we don't want is a recession and inflation to continue at such a rate that people are going to make serious decisions soon. You know, we talk all about the, you know, 2008 bubble, right? So, the, you know, you, you had you had you had mortgage swaps and you had all these people who had mortgages that should never have had mortgages on the houses they had. Right. There was you didn't have to have stated income. There was nothing. It's like, yeah, big two hundred thousand dollars a year. You could be the assistant manager at Taco Bell. Not fancy to that. Right. You're working your way up like Taco Bell. Love it. You know that. But you're, you're buying a house that you had no business buying. And you were at risk. Why? Well, the rates were low, right? I got to make a balloon payment, but it's it's an ATM machine, and they're going to give me 110% of the value, and we're going to be flush with cash, and this thing's only going to go up. We could sell and go do something else. And what ended up happening? People realized, oh, this is stupid. This sucks. This thing's going to go south fast. And it did. And eventually it blew up. 
I think we're going to have the same thing with credit cards very, very soon. I think we're going to have the same thing with credit cards, and I think it's going to get ugly. It is. It's going to get very ugly. And this administration is just missing the mark. So you're going to have inflation, recession, and I've been saying there's going to be a recession for a while, uh, probably the first quarter of next year. But we'll see. Maybe it's the, you know, that's kind of where we're headed. But it's probably coming sooner rather than later. And now the question is, and this is where being a leader comes in. And if you're, if you're Biden, you, you've already said, all right, later, later midterms. Let's get the Republicans in here. Let's hold some of their feet to the fire. What ideas do you have? If you go back in, in history and look and see when our most prosperous times are, have been, in many cases, Democratic president, the legislators have been Republicans. Ooh, that'd be interesting. It would be. Do I think that's going to happen? No, I think that we've got a much different situation than ever before. But you have a chance, and if you're him, and you're in your right mind, and that's a lot to say, no, I, I think there's a way that you could play this, where you could say, let's look for 2024. Let's look to regain all of these things. What can I do to put my, my party in a position of power? What do I do? I'm going to work some with the Republicans. I'm going to get us in a position to to get out of some of this hyperinflation. I'm just, you know, I, it's just, he just doesn't have that. And that's part of the problem, too. He's not up for this gig. You know, when uh, John McCain ran against uh, Obama, I knew he was going to get thumped because McCain's sell-by date was 10 years earlier. I'm like, a John McCain from 10 years earlier versus Obama That'd have been a heavyweight battle. You can see it. He's overmatched, and he's just frustrated. And at times, I think he's confused, and it's not going well, and it's not going to. That's where we come in. As Americans, we've got to say, this is what we need to do. We're going to let the Fed, we're going to let all these people do all the things that they need to do in the government, but we can look at how we can start cutting back in certain areas. What can we do to keep ourselves in a better position? And that is going back to saying, all right, you know what? We used to eat out three days a week. We're going to eat out once a week. We don't need 12 subscriptions to all of these things when we really only use one or two. I don't need this. I don't need that. And that will help. Because at the end, that's what's going to get us all through. So you and I doing the, our part of the thing, which is cutting back. We were talking earlier, you know, about Phil Mickelson. He's getting, what, a quarter of a million billion dollars or whatever he got to, to play in the, in, in the live tournament. And, you know, we we're like, eh, you know, money doesn't buy happiness. No, you know, and Phil said, no, but it leases it. And there's something to that. You know, I've been poor, and, and I've been very well-to-do. And I will tell you this, being very well-to-do is nice. But does it – you have different pressures, right? Because, you're, you're as they say, the nut grows every month. But on top – you know, but, yeah, but there are also situations where you've got people depending on you. And then on the other side of it, it is – it's nice not having to worry about certain things. If I want something, I go buy something. But And I live pretty damn below my means. I live in the middle of the Valley of the Dirt People. 
I have a much bigger house and a much but I also have been in a position in my life where I realized eh, not so much worry, but live within your means. And I think for Americans, we we don't even know what that means anymore. We don't. I don't even know what it means. My kids are so spoiled, and part of that's me because I had nothing growing up. But my kids are spoiled. And I like giving them opportunities that I didn't have, but I also love to remind them every month. And, and I do this, too, and this is weird. I have somebody sent me something, and it was I think it was from church or something. And I forgot we even called that guy, producer Phil. I've sent it to you before. He's a, he's a kid in Africa, young man, I don't know, maybe in his late teens, early 20s. And he's breaking rocks. And uh, he didn't have any arms. He's got a sledgehammer up against his neck and his shoulder. And he takes it up and he spins it and it smashes down and he breaks rocks. And I'll look at my kids every once in a while and say, just be thankful. Be thankful. Every once in a while we got to be a little bit more grateful for the things we have. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter Tweet at us, text the program, some good stuff to get to. Uh, coming up, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to talk about this. I found this to be fascinating. A guy named Adam B. Coleman wrote an article. It was in uh, yesterday's New York Post. It was an opinion piece. And entitled, As a Black Man Who Refuses to Be a Victim, I Have a Very Different Definition of Who the White Supremacists Are. It's a very interesting article. Very honest article. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter tweet at us. Text the program. Raycons, best earbuds around. Love my Raycons. Be playing some golf this weekend. I will have my Raycons in because I love to, well, I love to wear them. They're comfortable. When I'm doing editing, I love to wear them. I'm doing a lot of editing. I do a lot of stuff. And some days I don't even know they're in. I will literally wander around at times and I'll have them in. I don't know they're in. That comfortable. Incredible. So with the new, they've got three new sound modes. You can go full isolation, right, which which a lot of people do, especially when you really get into it. To me, I have the awareness mode on all the time because I kind of like to hear what's going on around. It is awesome. 49,000 five-star reviews, half the price of any other premium earbuds, and you can put them through their paces. They're incredible. Incredible to look at, incredible to wear. Right now, save 15%. Get the best earbuds around. Go to buyraycon.com slash chad, and you're going to save an extra 15%. Buyraycon.com slash chad. Buyraycon.com slash chad. Chad Benson Show. No fake outrage here. Just the real thing. The Chad Benson Show. Ah, only real outrage. That's all we want here. Not that fake outrage. Ah! I don't even think that that's real, Chad. You didn't sound like that was fake outrage. I don't get outraged much. I don't know why people do. I understand getting outraged at, you know, pissed off or angry or frustrated at something that you can control. But so many people get outraged at other things, and it's a business. Make no mind about it. Outrage is a business. Racism is a business. Any of the isms are businesses. Diversity is a business. 
It is. I mean, how many places, I mean, many of you listening right now, you, how many of you have diversity, you know, uh, what is it now? They've got like, uh, uh, you know, and CEOs, right? And you've got your director of inclusivity and equality. I mean, you've got all these things now. And, of course, racism is everywhere. It's evil. It's just it's nonstop. And I just laugh at that. Are there people that are bigoted in this world? Damn, damn, damn right there are. This, I mean, just to say that there's not would be foolish. And it doesn't mean it's just all white people that are bigoted. There are people out there of different colors who don't like, has nothing to do with white people, right? You have people out there who are black who don't like Asian people. You have Asian people who don't like black people. You have white people who don't like black people and Asian people. It's, it's, but we act like it's everywhere. It's nonstop. It's 24 hours a day. The white person wakes up, and the only thing they ever talk about is, how can I keep the black man down today? And that's a bunch of hooey. We talked about it. That's the boogeyman around all the corners. Whoa, here it comes, here it comes. So Adam B. Coleman, he's, uh, he wrote an opinion piece. And it's titled, As a black man who refuses to be a victim, I have a very different definition of the white supremacist. Starts out the piece, what exactly is white supremacy? People these days seem to have their own definition for this ever-present phase, molding it into whatever suits their particular agenda. Hmm. Agenda, right there. Since it appears to be fluid, I'd like to present another definition. White supremacy is a belief system that holds black people as continuous victims in a white majority society, deeming them incapable without the behavior uh, benevolence of white people or the government and constantly portraying them as impoverished, weak-willed, overly emotional, mentally fragile, and without fortitude. Bam! We were just talking about the World Health Organization. Changing monkeypox because they're worried it's what? Well, it could be racial. How so? Well, because what? Because some ignorant white people or 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 somebody around the globe may th- shut up. It's the dumbest thing in the world. By the way, I think it mostly comes from rats. I don't know why it's rat rat. Well, but rats already have their own stuff. He continues. It fuels the idea that black people constantly need a helping hand because they're always being marginalized and incapable of doing for themselves otherwise. How many times have we played stuff on here where you've got the guilty white person going, well, we can't ask him for ID because they can't get to the place where they need to get ID. Well, we can't ask him for, to, to go on the Internet because they don't know how, as if they're incapable. That is, talk about racism. That is the definition of racism. You think them not capable of doing the simplest task. And he talks about it. It's look, it's being masked by benevolent ideology, uh, ideological saviorism. It pretends that rare, racially charged, heavily publicized incidents are commonplace to reinforce narratives that legitimate, uh, legitimize the need for black people to be saved. And he goes after the likes of, of the progressives and many others black progressives in particular who look at at people like him and this guy talks about the fact that uh hey man you know what i got issues i've had issues right 
I've had issues. But that's a him thing. One of the things he talks about, too, and, and, and it's very interesting, he talks about uh, the Philandro Castile shooting and how you've got Jonathan Capehart, who d- did a piece in the Washington Post. He's a white, he's a black progressive, upper crust, as he likes, basically in this kind of, of, of progressive who's black, who essentially looks down on the other black people as if, well, you guys can't do for yourself. And I'm in the same boat as you. If I was carrying a gun, I would be shot, too. And he said, the column's purpose is to present life for black Americans as riddled with fear. We are constantly scared to do mundane activities, incapable of legally protecting ourselves, and even prepared to give up. And he talks about all these people that go on television who are the white saviors or the black progressives who look down upon the the, the average African-American, the average black person, and think, well, you guys just can't do anything. Eh, sorry, we got to save you. And then they go back to their ivory towers. Powerful article. 323-538-2423. He ends it. As someone who's been poor, homeless multiple times and lived check to check, I don't appreciate it when the world's most fortunate black people bastardize my existence and expect me to live in fear while being applauded for selling me out. Damn skippy. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson ah gas prices up consumer confidence down inflation up stock market down it's not a good situation at this moment in time president is struggling got to find an excuse there's got to be somebody that we can blame In this letter, President Biden is calling on the major oil refiners to produce more diesel and gasoline and suggests his administration is prepared to take actions if companies do not boost production. But it's not clear what the consequences will be if they don't comply. The president writing, quote, the crunch that families are facing deserves immediate action. The average price for gas is around $5 a gallon. In his letter, the president notes that the last time the price of crude oil was near the current price of $120 a barrel in March, gas prices were averaging $4.25 a gallon karen travers abc news washington yeah that's not uh that's not good remember how the prices work right prices go up and down fast so if i buy something today and oil is at you know uh let's just say for the sake of argument it's at a it's 120 bucks so you know you you buy it then you got to refine it and it comes to me but oil all of a sudden collapses in the next week. There is a, a lagging effect. It doesn't, it doesn't immediately overnight change 
in that sense. So you're buying oil on a daily basis. You're buying all these things. And so some of it's built up. But, you know, I think it was Fortune Magazine or Forbes did an article in the last week. I'll grab it in a little bit. They talked about the fact that a lot of gas station owners, because of when, when, when the price has gone up so fast, they're in a crunch. They're not making a ton of money. Yeah, but it's because of the big oil companies. No, it's because oil, the cost of it, which they don't set, by the way. I always love how, well, it's because big oil companies set the prices. Do they? So nobody else does? The world doesn't do it? The consumption side doesn't do it? None of that stuff. It's just the big oil. So why don't they just always hover around $100? Never have to worry about going down in the 20s and 30s. Never have to, you know, why? Well, because. And there's nothing he's going to do. What is he going to do? You're not going to force a company to drill. That's not happening. You're not going to force a company to drill. That's the most asinine thing. There's going to be issues. You better watch out or else. Else what? You're going to sue them more? As a leader, this is where you take charge, right? As a leader, you come out. You tell the world, look, I'm going to go talk to these uh, these Saudis. I don't want to, but I got to. But I'm also going to talk to our people at home. And I'm also talking to you progressives out there who want a cleaner, greener world. Sounds fantastic. It's not happening overnight. It's not. We have issues in this country. We need to deal with them. Now, we can do two things. We can continue to push on this way, and you think that people are just going to run out automatically and buy uh, uh, you know, all the cars they can that are, that are electric. Oh, yeah. If you filled up your EV by charging and you filled up your gas tank with gasoline and you have the same size tank, you would save $60 per fill-up by going electric rather than using gasoline. So it's very compelling case. But again, to your point, we want to bring down the price at the point of purchase. Yeah. And 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 can I just say uh while that is absolutely true, here's the reality of some of that stuff too. Let's not forget that if we're really about being cleaner, how is it made and manufactured? From there, how do we get rid of all those batteries? And, oh, by the way, how is it charged? Because unless it's magic, which we know it's not, then, I don't know, maybe there's some some coal and stuff involved. So we go to these progressives who are all about green and green and green. And we look at them and we say, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, gals. Hey, they. Hey, them. Hey, all of these things. We'll do some woke stuff later. Let me tell you what's going to happen. We're not going to sue the hell out of these guys. We're not going to make it ridiculously hard. We can do two things here. Do we care only about our country? Is this really about a bigger purpose? Well, it's about a bigger purpose. Okay, fantastic. Then we can control so much more here in a much better way. The drilling that goes on here knowing we're doing it in a way that's environmentally as friendly as it can be and safe. Or we can farm it out to nations that hate us, that want to use it as a weapon, that want to take the money and use it against us. Or we can do it here. And by the way, the environment side of it, yeah, they don't give rat's ass. Oh, they'll say, well, we care. They don't care. 
You know that and I know that. All the while efforting to go greener or whatever you want to call it. Just cleaner energy, more affordable energy, better energy. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Will they do that? No. He'll him, he'll haul, he'll look, it'll nothing will happen. And we'll have to continue to do what we're doing right now, which is figuring out how we're going to get through a lot of this stuff. And it is it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare for you and I. It's a nightmare every day when we fill up. I live far away. For the first time in over a year plus, two years now. I'm actually going to stay up here tonight because it's cheaper than me driving home, filling up my tank, and coming back tomorrow. Think about that for a second. Yeah, yeah. High inflation is is starting to catch up with consumers. Consumer spending has been so strong. In April, it was up nearly 1%. Now, last month, down three-tenths of a percent. That means that higher gas prices, higher grocery prices, really now starting to take a bite out of household budgets, and we're seeing more people now dip into their savings to go out and make everyday purchases. No, that's not true. That's not true. Where do they get the savings? A lot of that was free money handed out by this guy. More Americans applied for new small businesses last year than ever before in American history. Jobs and companies are coming home again. Since I took office, families are carrying less debt nationwide. They have more savings nationwide. Our debt is through the roof. We know that. Credit card debt now is rising at a, an alarming rate. And why that matters is because with interest rates, obviously, today going up, it has a huge effect, not just on your credit cards. But think about this. One of the things they want to do by raising rates is slow people down from purchasing houses because when you do something like that and you slow them down, what happens? Well, you go out and you buy a lot of stuff. Get a new house, you buy a lot of stuff. But the credit card side of it is, is interesting as well because we are carrying more credit card debt than we have in forever in a day. And March and April were the largest in history. People are looking and they're reaching. They're trying to survive. And this is where leaders are made. Leaders are made in trying times. Leaders are made in trying times. But you've got to blame. Everything is about who can we blame? Who's the newest? Well, it's the one that's always there. I happen to believe that no billionaire should be paying a lower tax rate than a teacher, a firefighter, an electrician, or a cop. I agree. Fix the system. Fix the 70 quadrillion page system, but you won't because you're lip service, like all of them, Republican and Democrat, lip service. <laughs> Fix the system if you want. It. But then also understand there's going to be repercussions. If you tell businesses, look, you're no longer allowed to write any of these things off or carry them forward. Do you, are you going to invest in things? Well, no, not really. Okay, then. Our model's not perfect, but it's great. Are there loopholes? They're not loopholes. They're just laws that were put in place, and people took advantage of them. Smarter people than wrote them saw an opportunity to drive a big, fat truck of whatever the hell they want through it because, well, whoever wrote it didn't realize that was going to happen or thought nobody will catch this, but they did. So fix some of the system. But know with that, there's going to be repercussions on the other side. 
but because they're all in it together, it's just easy to say it's somebody else's fault. Leaders are made in trying times. We'll see what he's made of. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. We'll get deeper into mortgages, some of the other stuff going on out there, some immigration as well, nightmare, and some woke stuff because it's woke. Omaha Steak, while everything else is going, erp, 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 in a way, Omaha Steaks, not so much. $99 for the Dad's Want Steak package. So I we just finished our second package. We have nothing left. They sent me some at first, and it was great. It was amazing. Let's try this. My kids ordered a second one because we went through it so fast. It was incredible. Four amazing bacon wrap filet mignons, air-chilled, incredible boneless chicken breast. Okay? You, you got the jumbo franks, the apple, the caramel apple tartlets, and that's the sweet side of things. They throw in eight free, giant, amazing burger patties for free. And the beauty of it is you get to give it to Dad. So Dad's one steak package. How many of us love thinking about grilling with dad hanging out the barbecues those things are memories and those memories last forever why not do it with omaha steaks so this is what i want you to do go to omahasteaks.com search bar benson type it in and when you do you're going to get your free eight big giant fat amazing burger patties free it's 99 dollars unconditional 100 money back guarantee do it for dad he doesn't want socks he wants this dad's want steaks package OmahaSteaks.com, keyword Benson in the search bar. OmahaSteaks.com, use Benson in the search bar. Chad Benson Show. You go, boy. This isn't about right or left. This is just about right and wrong. Right you are, Chad. The Chad Benson Show. Right now we're seeing domestic round trip tickets for the summer months. So I think June, July, and August are about $390 round trip. And that's up over $70 compared to what you would have paid in 2019 to take those same summer trips. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be expensive because even though things are going up, here's the reality. We spent two years, a vast majority of, of the country, not everybody, struggling. This is the first year where summer feels like summer. People are going out and doing things. You're not having to wear a mask on a plane. It doesn't feel any different. People have trips planned. They're going to take them. There has been huge growth in demand since January. So between the beginning of the year and now, demand has grown 50% faster than it typically does at this time. So significantly more and faster growing demand this year than we usually see. Yeah. And you're going to see that. And that's understandable. Like I say, I mean, I would be more apt to fly now because I don't have to wear a mask. It's kind of it. I'd be more apt. I'm like, yeah, I could do that. I'd go. I'd go. Far more than I would. If you told me I got to wear a mask for, I could do an hour and a half, two hours. If you tell me I got to do an eight-hour flight with a mask, a 16-hour flight with a mask, my, my on-air partner for my local show, he uh, he flew back from Greece last year. It was like November, October. It was... He almost had his mask on for 24 hours. I could never do that. It's just not happening. And whatever you're doing on the other side, unless you're just staying there, it ain't worth the five to seven to 10 days you're there. In the domestic market, we're seeing Miami, Orlando, Las Vegas topping the list. We also see a couple more outdoors-oriented destinations. Denver, Colorado is very popular. Seattle, a few destinations that offer both city and some access to national parks. Yeah. So there you go. It's 
It's kind of like a hybrid, right? A little staycation-y, but not really. Fly to Vegas for the weekend. Go to Miami for a few days. Maybe it's not Europe, but it's still something. You're getting out. You're having fun. Maybe fly somewhere where you can be around national parks, where you can save money in certain areas. I get that. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from you. Everybody keeps asking me, are you going to get your kids the vaccine? No. No, I'm not. Not because I don't believe in the vaccine. I don't think the vaccine's going to make your head explode. I saw some ah, people send me stuff there. Yeah, Justin Bieber's got the old days. Got some stuff going on with his face. Oh, yeah, what's wrong with that? Oh, he got the vaccine. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I will say this, though. Him and his wife, they got issues. They've had some issues. Am I right? But yesterday, the excitement of the vaccine, you know, as they talk about it, you know, it, 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 it was, oh, my goodness me. There are a few more steps here before it ultimately goes to the CDC director. She would give the final green light. And if she does, those shots could start rolling out, going into arms as soon as next Tuesday. But it's still not clear what the demand will be for these shots. A recent survey found only one in five parents of children in this younger age group would get their kids vaccinated right yeah. away. There you go. Great. You guys are hurrying to do something that nobody's clamoring for. Did you guys hear breaking news? We've got something that nobody wants. <laughs> well, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. If you don't take it, nothing happens to you. But I'm just saying, we've got something that nobody wants, and that cost us a lot of money to make. <laughs> yeah, that's not very nice. It's just, it's, it's, it's honest. And everybody I know that's getting sick all has the vaccine, and they are all been boosted. It's important to note that this efficacy data for both vaccines is still preliminary. It was based on small sample sizes. And experts also point out that both vaccines do produce similar antibodies against Omicron as the adult vaccines, but in those smaller doses for young kids. Yeah, no, it's not happening. And you're not going to convince people at this point. It's it's a non-starter. COVID is, is unless there's something that comes back that is, is just something we never saw. Uh, yeah, it ain't happening. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Concert coming soon. For who? Foo Fighters and the family of Taylor Hawkins announcing the first run of performers for the Taylor Hawkins Tribute Concert in London. And talk about a power lineup. Roger Taylor and Brian May from Queen, Stuart Copeland from The Police, Oasis frontman Liam Gallagher, Chrissy Hine from The Pretenders, and Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson of Rush. Dave Chappelle also being announced as a special guest, the concert being held at Wembley Stadium September 3rd. Another tribute show in the works, too, in Los Angeles September 27th. Yeah, it's cool. That's a big lineup right there. Huge, huge. He passed away. Uh, again, a lot of issues. Uh, living a rock star lifestyle. Living a rock star lifestyle. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Chad Benson show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. 
Man, I tell you what. I tell you what. A little woke stuff coming up. Promise you that a little bit. Obviously, the Fed's going to be doing whatever the Fed's going to do today. And let's let's be hundred percent honest. We live in the best time in history, right? Like, I mean, let's 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 be real. We live in the best time in history. In fact, we live at such a time in history that we actually have to make up things to be pissed about. That's how easy, in many ways, life is comparatively to people who lived in the 50s, 60s, right? I mean, you know, go back. Look look how great we're living. Doesn't mean we don't have our issues. Feds are going to look around right now, and they're going to have to try to figure out how to do this balancing act. And 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 and, and today is, is just going to be something that is going to probably happen potentially two, three, four more times by the end of the year. And it sucks. Inflation is through the roof. And we went back yesterday. I don't know how many times I talked about yesterday, but I found that to be powerful what uh, uh, old uh, Scarborough said about, my goodness, could you imagine? My God, I just wonder what would have happened if progressives had gotten their $6 trillion wish earlier this year. Yeah, in, a, in an ironic way, you almost have to thank Joe Manchin for blocking that because $6.5 trillion of spending in this economy would make these numbers look small. Yeah. Could you imagine that? We were trying to figure it out yesterday. I was talking to my on-air partner for my local show, and I said... I played that for him, and he was just like, yeah, you don't think about that. But could you imagine what that would look like? Could you imagine? Just for a second, soak that up, what that may look like had we got the rest of that stuff that they wanted done. And I say we because we're Americans. We're all participating, and you can bitch about it all you want. It's not my president. Whatever. He's still your pilot. All right, so we're dealing with it. If that would have gotten through. We'd be in a situation right now where inflation, could it be double what it is right now? Oh, God. I I mean, that's just... (laughs) Even talked about money. By the way, Republicans like to portray me as some kind of big spender. We have spent a lot of money. Let's compare the facts. Under my predecessor... The deficit exploded, rising every single year, and all the benefit going to the top 1%, basically. Under my plan, last year, we cut the deficit by $350 billion. Doing all this. You cut the deficit because two people decided not to go along with you from your own party to kill the filibuster, and in doing so, you cut the deficit because you couldn't spend! That's why you cut the deficit. You didn't do it on purpose. You didn't set out to do it. You do it because they told you no. So you're like, fine. Don't everybody would cut the deficit. Such insanity. It is. It is such insanity. So the Fed, boom. Rates are going to go up. That's probably going to happen over, uh, you know, the next several Uh, months as they try to do what cool things one of those things being the mortgage world okay because when you purchase a home so let's say you go purchase a home today very rarely do you like if you have a nice house and you move to a nice house you keep a vast majority of stuff but i want some new stuff if you're getting your first home or you're moving from an apartment to whatever, you want new stuff. And that's part of what happens is, right, like that 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 fuels the the economy. It's like, oh, we want big, those big ticket items, the, the washer, the dryer, the, all of those things is a huge part of this. 
Part of it is cooling the mortgage world. The 30-year fixed-rate mortgage average has gone from 3% to now above 6%, meaning if you were to buy a home at the start of this year and were able to afford a home at $450,000 in January, the monthly payments on that home would be the equivalent of the monthly payments on a home today of $316,000 with interest rates rising. So you lost $134,000 in value that you could spend on a home. Soak that up. That's big stuff right there. Part of it is trying to cool things. People I've talked to, because I work with this amazing uh, uh, mortgage company locally here, and one of the things that you know we talk about is the fact that they're doing they're still doing tons of refis and part of that is because credit card payments are going through the roof and so it might re- get rid of those because they're still historically low interest rates comparatively if you look throughout time but all things considered you just saw how much of your spending power gone like that that will cool some of the market for people who are taking mortgage. Part of what is fueling the housing boom is the fact that there are a lot of people who are selling their homes in places like California, New York, some of the bigger cities. They've lived there for a decade, two decades. My mother's thinking about selling her home. My mother owes $280,000 on her home. She paid two eighty dollars for it. She's taking out money. She's refinanced it to to to, to add stuff because as my mom's adopted the kids and everything, uh, my little my my nieces and nephews as she's adopted them, she's added stuff. Her house is worth one point two million dollars. If she sold her house today, she'd have eight hundred thousand dollars where she could go somewhere and do what? Not take out a mortgage, cash. Her best friend, he's getting ready to leave. He's going to move to Oklahoma, Missouri. His house is worth about 600000 He doesn't own a penny on it. And he's going to pay cash. That is one of the things that's also pushing the housing, uh, not so much crisis, it's not a crisis, but the boom is there are a lot of people that are flushed with cash and they're taking it and they're spending it. Cash out. Man, I tell you what, it's crazy. We still live in an amazing time, you know, for all the bitching and the money. Like I said, we as a nation have to make stuff up To be pissed about. Because, well, that's what we do. That's what we do. Case in point, we live in a world where if you're not woke, well, you're just silly. You might as well get woke, right? What? Woke? What is this? Oh, it's Wednesday, kids. This support group is for people who are so woke that they are finding it impossible to have any fun at all. It's that time of the week where we break it down for you and get you woke. Okay, everyone, welcome. Are you ready? Well, I try, but I find it deeply problematic. Now, I've actually always wanted to try a cheeky little taste of acting better than someone due to something arbitrary. You can try the patronizing special. I think you find it's pronounced patronizing. It's time for Woke Wednesday. All right, let's get woke indeed. Let's talk about, I don't know, well, it is Pride Month, so let's be prideful. I think at like 10, I knew that I, I think at 10, but I wasn't like, I wasn't clear on my gender. Yeah, I I think it, it was around like 10 as well when I, st- I started questioning if I was bi. And then since then, it was kind of like a, a slippery slope because I kept, I was like, am I bi, omni, lesbian? And then I, I kind of like came to the point and then now recently I've been like, am I pan? But then I like, I think now I'm starting to realize that I'm queer. But yeah, it was, it started around 10. 
Uh, started around 10. 10 the age that happened. I am genderqueer, trans mask, and queer. What's trans mask? Trans mask is like people under the non-binary umbrella identifying like or presenting mask. Masculine? Yeah. It wasn't like fully formed, but I guess like that's when I realized, wait, that's a possibility. What about you? Um, I'm trans and uh, un- my sexuality is unlabeled. Um, I use he, him pronouns. <sighs> it's confusion there, right? Like, I don't even know what you're talking about at this point in time. <laughs> You've lost me. You've lost me at the point that you're 12 different things. Tell us what you guys identify as. We're asking everyone here Gay, today. Cis, uh, what is it? Cisgender male. There we go. I don't know. Gender neutral or gender fluid. I think that's what they said. I don't know. I'm confused. He, her, it. I feel like, honestly, honestly, it should not be a bad thing. I'm like, well, in the grammar of things, how would you want to represent yourself? I was like, I mean, I guess it, because it's like, you're, you're it. Like, it shouldn't be a bad name. It should just be own. Um, pronouns are he, him. Sometimes you say, I don't give a shit. <sighs> I agree with the last guy. I don't give a shit. You guys try to fool me into saying something. Like, it's a podcast. I have one of those. So make sure you grab it. Oh, my goodness. That, kids, is all the craziness you need to know. It's Wednesday. We got to make up things in life to be pissed about. We got to make up all kinds of new things because, in theory, life is great. This has been Woke Wednesday. Are you awoken to all the things that you need to be awoken to? Everybody ultimately loses your blood. If not, wake, wake up. up. Thank you, comrade. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet. Text love hearing from each and every one of you. I do, I do, I do. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. My dog Doodle, still alive, still kicking. Having a great time last night, sitting around with a wife, just enjoying life uh, uh, and laughing. Uh, we were looking at, uh, you know, Doodle's older. And the fact is, he should not be here. But we are just kind of joking, because I don't know if you guys have ever seen, if you want to laugh hard, I can't even talk about it, because me talking about it's going to make me laugh. If you go and... <laughs> you go and look up bad taxidermy people have tried to do it like at home there's a person who did a cat that is so bad i can't even i can't even look at it because i will laugh for 10 minutes uh and i'm like i need that cat like i will give that lady whatever amount i was joking with doodle last time like doodle that might be you in the future just so i could have you around i shouldn't have him around Thanks to Dr. Dennis Black, naturopathic doctor who put together Rough Greens. Uh, he has kept my dog Doodle alive healthier than ever before. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. I just sprinkle it on top of his dog of his food, right? So it's his dog's food. Nothing's changed. He loves it and he's happy. He's healthy. He's bouncy. He has got more energy now than he did when we first adopted him. And the fact that he's lived this long is a miracle. And there's only one thing we ever changed. It was rough greens. Going on four years now, and he gets stronger every year. Ruffgreens.com slash chat. If you go there. They're going to send you a bag for free. Dr. Dennis Black's going to send you one for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. 323-538-2423 is the Chad Business Show. The Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. 
The United States of America has lost operational control of our own southern border. And that comes from several chief patrol agents I've talked to. One chief patrol agent used the term broken arrow. He says, we cannot contain what's coming across the border. Since Joe Biden become president, over 750,000 people have crossed the border, weren't arrested. How do we know that? Camera traffic, drone traffic, sensor traffic that Border Patrol couldn't respond to because they're too busy making baby formula and changing diapers with the family groups. Yeah, well, they have baby formula. Oh, geez, now you open it up. Uh, Tom Holman there. Uh, and he's right. Look, we've got a problem at the border. Biden has got a lot of issues that he is half-assing, and the border isn't one of them. He's not even quarter-assing the border. It is a joke. It is an absolute unmitigated disaster. Of all, if, if you were to tell me what's the thing he's done the worst as president, inflation is a huge problem. There's no doubt about that. We're feeling it each and every one of us. I can't blame everything on him, but he's a good 70 percent of it. His his moves that he's made on inflation or lack of moves. Uh, it's just he is he's played a huge part. Energy. Absolutely. A big problem. But Putin does play a part in that. Let's not pretend that it doesn't. Happen, you know, like the war or the war. No, it does. It does. But along the way, the dominoes started to fall with the way that they went after the, you know, the energy markets themselves. And I mean, it's those that's a his problem, too. But 100 percent. I can look at him and say, you have jacked the pooch at the border. You have done nothing. You have been an absolute unmitigated disaster of all the things where you can at least have some plausible cover for a portion of the problems. 100% of the problems land on your doorstep and they're your problems. You have done nothing at all. To fix this, and in many cases, you have made it worse, worse, worse. More from Tom Holman, uh, Holman, the former Trump acting director of ICE. The Border Patrol chiefs themselves have said they no longer control their southern border. The criminal cartels in Mexico control it, and Joe Biden and this administration gave it to them. This is 100% by design. You know, I wrote an op-ed two years ago next month saying if Joe Biden became president, we would lose the border because of all promises he made. This is intentional. He made all these promises, put a moratorium on deportation, shut down immigration detention, award amnesty, give free health care. He knew exactly what he was doing. He promised open borders. And he did. Let's not forget, Biden on that night, I go back to it over and over again. This is the second debate talking about immigration. Within 100 days, I'm going to send to the United States Congress a pathway to citizenship for over 11 million undocumented people. And all of those so-called dreamers, those DACA kids, they're going to be immediately certified again to be able to stay in this country and put on a path to citizenship. Speaking of DACA, today marks an anniversary. Laid out by then-President Obama 10 years ago today, the premise of DACA, the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program, was simple. If your parents brought you here as a child, you've been here for five years, and you're willing to go to college or serve in our military, you can one day earn 
your citizenship. More than 800,000 people have signed up for DACA in the decades since. Obama has issued a statement urging Congress now to create a, quote, common sense immigration system. Yeah, well, there is no sense when it comes to the immigration system. Zero. Of all the sense that's out there that's available, zero sense. We have no sense when it comes to it. We are we are bankrupt in the sense department, common or otherwise, when it comes to what is taking place at the border. Then when he became president, he signed over 90 executive orders, abolishing everything we did in the Trump administration that gave us the most secure border in my lifetime. Record number of overdose deaths because fentanyl coming across the border. Record number of migrant deaths this year. Where's all the caring for the migrant deaths? You know, over 700 migrant deaths on U.S. soil. The cartels are making billions. Women are being trafficked, sex trafficked, along with children. These policies are inhumane. Tom Holman's right. I think if Tom... I'm going to say this, and I and I want this to come across wrong, but it's going to. If he was a little bit more well spoken, <laughs> I think he would go along. He feel it feels like he's got a Chris Farley like you guy don't even <laughs> kind of sense. He's right though, he's right. But you didn't have to write an op-ed. He gave it to you on a platter. You didn't have to write an op-ed because he said it. I'm going to give a pathway to citizenship. He rang the bell and told everybody, "Come on down. You're the next contestant on getting free crap in America." Somebody said to me the other day, "Why are people afraid of immigrants?" They're not. They're not. Many of these people coming here believe in the American dream more than a lot of the people that live here now because they've grown up here and they're soaking up so much. The reason people are pissed is we have a rule of law that is not being followed. The reason people are pissed is there's a way of doing things and they're usurping those ways. The reason people are pissed is why do we have any of these things? We're not going to enforce them. One of the big reasons I think I, I, I get this more and more from gun owners. Here's a perfect example of It doesn't matter how many laws you put in place if you don't enforce them. And the same thing goes on for the board. 323-538-2423. Answer that buzzle shows or Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. Man, we did it. Bam, baby. Got you over the hump. We do that because we care for you, kids. That's what we do. We care for you. We'll do it again tomorrow. That, I promise. As always, follow along across all the social media, and I'm sure you'll leave me horrible remarks, and some of you will say nice things. I bid you all adieu, and as always, night-night, Jack. This is The Chad Benson Show.